Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we are joined by Sally Williams. She is the founder of Mission Meow and Rescuing the Rescuer. And we're going to talk a lot about rescue work today and why she did that. So welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about rescuing the rescuer. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are are rescuers and people who volunteer and work in shelters and foster a lot and and that kind of thing. So they're going to really relate to this topic. But let's start with why do rescuers need rescuing? (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have a background as a behavior consultant, uh, a shelter volunteer, uh, obviously, I've launched two nonprofits and um, also was in the cat convention world, you know, so I have met a lot of people. And um, one of the common themes when you talk to them, unfortunately, is how challenging uh, being in the rescue shelter, TNR in in that world. It's something, you know, we all share in, oh my gosh, these wonderful stories, but then there's this other side to it. There is sadness every day. There's stress. There, there are a lot of things that come along with it. And I've known that for years. Um, but when I founded and launched Mission Meow, I was connecting with a lot of people, you know, interviewing people to be supporters as far as, you know, business partners, talking to people. Um, we had a meowathon, and I had guests on there that were in different parts of the shelter and rescue world. And I was also interviewing nonprofit directors to kind of get a sense of what their needs were with Mission Meow. In those conversations, the overwhelming common theme was burnout, compassion fatigue, anxiety, depression, and all these things. And so I'd inevitably kind of veer off track and say, okay, I want to talk to you. I know I'm trying, I need to talk to you about Mission Meow, but something in my head was like, we need to have this conversation. I need to know more. Like, who do you talk to? How, where do you go for help? Where is the support? Um, so we would have these conversations and some of them were really deep and it became really clear that a group like this needed to happen. And so I'm lucky in that I, I'm not a shy person. I enjoy talking to people. So I have a nice network and was able to reach out to people and say, I'd like to start a Facebook group. I don't know that it will stay that maybe it will become bigger than that, but this is what I'm thinking. And would you want to be involved? And it just immediately, everybody that I talked to sign me up, sign me up, sign me up. And then it was, okay, how do we build this? When do we launch it? And then 
a week ago, you know, now, now we're, uh, what are we today? Whatever. It's been just a week of time and there's over 300 people on the page. Yeah. And that's how, that's how we met was a friend of mine, Christy. And uh, of course I know Christy and Samantha through the Jackson galaxy cat positive pro project. Yes. Samantha's on my board. Yeah. (laughs) We were, we were both, um, trainer mentors for that program together. So, um, anyway, I know they really are. They really are. And uh, and Christy actually, I think, sent an email with a screen capture of the group and said, you know, hey, this is launching on January 2nd and, you know, you should go check it out. So I did. And I thought, well, what a great idea and definitely, definitely needed. I mean, I, I can't tell you how difficult it is for the shelters that I work with to keep staff and of course keep volunteers engaged because what an environment. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's pics of it. There's the, you know, which is hard to stay out of. I, I mean, it, it seems like you're all in it for the same reason you all want, but somehow there's still the politics of it. Obviously there's sadness, there's euthanasia, whether it be for reasons that we agree or disagree with or for the health of the animal. So there's all these different things. There's even sadness if you've been working with, an, with we're talking specifically cats now, if you've been working with a cat for a long time and they get adopted, there's still heartbreak with that, watching them go. Right. Mm-hmm. A healthier form, but it just kind of like layers, right? It just kind of, and so one of the outlets is talking to friends, we're in it together. But if you're both feeling the same burnout, how that's a challenge. Like you're both feeling so sad. So, um, and not everybody can afford professional counseling. It's, it's expensive. So, you know, all of these conversations kind of were leading into this. And then the stories of, you know, I interviewed Michelle Hoffman from Milo Sanctuary. She was one of the Meowathon guests and she shared a very personal story of, you know, of, being very close to ending or taking her own life because she was so far gone and what happened and why she is here today. And now she's part of rescuing the rescuers, you know, I mean, and that really struck me her sharing something like that. Cause I think of her as just like, she's this amazing woman who does this work. And so she's impermeable. She's not going to experience that kind of stuff. And so for her to be so vulnerable and share that, you know, wow. Yeah. And, and the story, unfortunately, is not unique. It's no, not, unique. N- not at all. Not at all. So on the page, do you yeah. have, um, you know, a- anybody can join, obviously, if they're in rescue they volunteering. Yes. They, they need to be in the cat world, in the rescue world. We're not tackling the veterinary world. There are some people in there that are in the, um, you know, uh, uh, spay neuter volunteer part of clinic kind of, but the, the veterinary world's a whole nother level of, yeah. you know, it's the number one profession for suicide right now. Like mm-hmm. the, that's something that, so we're tackling rescue, shelter, TNR, foster, or somebody like me who felt um, burned out from a nonprofit, you know, um, all of that. And uh, so that's what's available. The only thing I encourage people to do, because unfortunately, we, and hopefully these people see this, we have a couple people that are lingering out there in the join phase because they didn't agree to the group guidelines. Mm. That's something 
very important. Those guidelines are there. So we know that we will not tolerate bullying. You yeah. know, there are certain things are very important. So once you accept the guidelines, you are on the page. And then we have admins and we have counselors on the page. And so the counselors, tell us what the counselors do. So the counselors are available for people that, so the admins are monitoring the, you know, the page, making sure that there's always somebody that's got eyes on. So if we see a post where somebody seems like they're really dealing with compassion fatigue, or they are really dealing with burnout and the language that they're using shows that we tag the counselor right in that post and then I text them or somebody else sees it. We text them so that they, and we screenshot what's going on and that way they get right to that person. And we also make sure the first thing we say, like if we see something on that post that seems a little bit, you know, concerning, we take them right, go right to the top of the page, right at the top of the page. There are three hotline numbers. If you feel in any way, shape or form that you are in crisis right now, pick up the phone first and foremost. Mm -hmm. But we also have counselors that you, you know, will reach out to you and say, you know, I'm happy to talk to you right here. Or do you need more than that? We can arrange something. And then from there, I can get you to where you need to be. That's awesome. Um, but that's not been the like that's only happened. That's been a rare experience so far, and I'm sure it's been and just really what we wanted to see on the page was the people are supporting one another. Yeah. So somebody shares a story about an experience that they had when they were out TNRing, and people who are feeling strong today now support them. And the wonderful thing is, then when they fast forward, they're having that moment. Those people will support them. So having 300 people on the page, you don't need as many admins necessarily because they are there for one another. They've had that experience or they're having it. And so the support from each other to be seen, to be heard, and to be acknowledged by people who are experiencing the same things or have, it feels pretty you know, it's, that's, that's the point to be seen, to be heard, to have be acknowledged and to have it done by your peers. Yeah. That's important. Talk to us about some of the signs of burnout. Say, you know, someone's been in rescue for a long period of time and they think they're burning out, but they're not sure. How do you know what, what's burnout and what's well, stress and what's healthy and what's think, not healthy? I think it's unique for, it can be very unique for everybody, but I think that, um, I can share for me how I felt. Um, so my experience was with a nonprofit and I was indecisive when typically not indecisive. I was feeling a little bit um, disorganized. Um, I was a little withdrawn. Um, I would say my husband would agree that I was a little irritable Um and feeling sad and, you know, feeling sad about things that would normally not make me feel sad. It was spilling over. Um, and I think a lot of people feel, uh, you know, paralyzed in what they're doing. You know, if you're working at a shelter, you may pull into that parking lot and feel that, how do I go in today? How, mm. Or maybe it's even before that. Maybe it's, how am I getting up today? How am I getting up and facing what I'm facing? And even though that day might have been a good day, 
you have now built up so much that you've seen and heard and dealt with that maybe just the even getting up before you even get into the car, you know? So I think there's the beginning of, I'm feeling stressed about this. I'm going to go home and vent, you know, and then maybe it's, I don't want to vent anymore. I'm withdrawing. And then it can start becoming depression and anger. But I think like a lot of the other stuff you may not know. I didn't know indecisiveness was an issue. You know, that was not, I didn't know that being disorganized was part of a sign of burnout. You know, so, and, and I think it depends upon what realm you're in. So for me, running a nonprofit, being indecisive and being unorganized, those are critical things for me. Um, so, so, you know, in the shelter world, it's going to be a little bit different. In the TNR world, I never thought about, you know, the things that people take home with them. Somebody shared a story with me and this never occurred to me. So you're out there, you're doing the trapping, the cat is spayed or neutered you're releasing them. That sounds wonderful. They're not going to, you know, continue the, you know, adding to the population. You've got to be feeling good about this. But what if you're in urban in your you're in an urban area and maybe this area is not the best place for a cat, but you have no other alternative. You've done your job and now you're releasing and the cat hesitates. Mhm. Right. You now have that image. And that's happening over and over um, or coming across injured cats or, you know, all these things, they start to add up. And now you're thinking, you know, you need to go out that night. You know, you've got a job to do, but you're loading up your car and now you're sitting in your car. How do I do this today? How do I get through? You come to our page and you find out how. You can find out how you get through. You can find somebody that maybe is also trapping in the same area and will come and join you. You know, there's so many networks that are happening now, so many connections, so many tips, so much support and advice on offering self-care. Maybe you just can't go out that night. Maybe you just can't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Done so much that maybe it's time as the expression that the oxygen mask goes on you and somebody else steps up for a little while. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's so many of the people working in this space, volunteering in this space, have full-time jobs in addition to doing this work. And for you talk about stressful, there there's no time for me. And I think we all get into it because we have a passion for cats. We want to help them, whether that's shelter, TNR, fostering, whatever it is. And then one day you wake up and the joy isn't there. It's yeah. dread, right? It's like, where did that joy go that I used to get? I used to get excited and, and tingling. It goes away that you yeah. might not recognize it. The signs, like I didn't, the signs are there, but that's happening so slowly. But then all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. You know, so I think one of the things we want to be doing on the page is talk about how we can start the self-care before we get there. Yeah. You know? Um, meditation has been a huge part of my life. And I don't want people to be like, whoa, I'm talking about, I wake up and I have a guided meditation that I've signed up for. It's different every day. 
Um, it's the daily, mine is the daily J on the Calm app. It's seven minutes. That's how I start my day. It's seven minutes. That's very doable. Now, when I have more time, I like to end my day in meditation too, but seven minutes is so doable. And then I have mantras that, you know, I, I, I am grateful. I am surrounded by positivity. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's what I use. That's what works for me. It's rewiring my brain. Like these things really work and they're such small steps. Anybody can do those. You know, and I want people to realize that when I talk about, I talk about gratitude a lot on the page. You may not feel like today, what am I grateful for? Your breath. Just be grateful that you are breathing today, that you woke up, you can put your feet on the ground and that you're breathing. It can be just as simple as that today. I've got my breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gratitude is so powerful. So powerful. It gets us out of our our own self-pity and, you know, and it, and it really makes us refocus on the things that, that are good in life. And we do tend to go down that slippery slope of everything is horrible. I don't feel good. It's not right. I've got, you know, and, and, and to, and to know that, you know, it's, it's not all that. It's not all that at all. But I think that there's an expression that you hear all the time in the shelter and rescue world, and it's about saving them all right? We all hear this. Mm-hmm. We've got to save them all. I think we've got to flip that somehow. And we've got to also save ourselves, you know, because the the thought that we can save them all. And if you're going to be thinking about that all the time, that's overwhelming. How, yeah. how can we, you know, so I think it's got to, we've got to scale that back for people because there are so many people thinking out there that if I don't do this, What's going to happen? They put so much pressure on themselves. Guess what? Somebody else can be there for a while. If you're at that point, I guarantee you somebody else can be there because there are plenty of people in the shelter and rescue world. Don't put so much pressure on yourself that you are going to end up in that situation. Let's get you to check in with yourself before you get there. There there are other people that can do this too. Build a network, you know, come to yeah. our page for sure. There there are I mean, I there are so many people now that I know that are finding themselves. They didn't know they were in the same area. I'm also we have people on the page from Ireland and Mexico. It's crazy. But um there is support and don't think that you're the only one and that you have to save them all. Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, it's the classic starfish story. You know, guy's Uh, walking on the beach with all the starfish and he throws them, throwing them back in the water. And his friend goes, why are you bothering? You know, you can't possibly get to them all. And they said, well, I got to that one. I saved that one, you know, and it matters to that. Exactly. We've got to focus on the things, you know, and and it goes back to to understanding what we can control and what we can't control. You know, there's there's a lot of shelter euthanasia we can't control. We we do what we can. We do the best we can. And and we know that, you know, the system has failed them. People have failed them. But we have done the best that we can, you know. And I mean, I think that people also need to if you're at that point, maybe it's time to transition into another area. Like, you know, if you can find yourself in a no-kill place, you know, more of an adoption right. center or cat cafe where you can go in and socialize. 
maybe you need to get out of what you're for, you know, there are ways of still being involved. You know, maybe you can, maybe you can foster, maybe that might be a better situation than being hands-on in the shelter. If you have the ability to foster, I think that People have to be open to, I want to stay in this world, but where's my lane that I can still make a difference, but I can, I can, I can handle this. You know, I am not somebody who wants to go back into the typical shelter world anymore. It's, you know, I did it. I made a difference. I'm glad I did it. Um, but I am better suited running a nonprofit that is making a difference in the cat world. And, um, you know, being a part of rescuing the rescuers. So you got to, you know, if you can figure that out, maybe you did your time, maybe you've been in TNR for years and years and years, and maybe it's okay to say, I, I'm not able to do this anymore, but I know there are ways that I can help. That's okay. People need to let go of that. I have to do this, that nobody else can, I have to keep, I have to keep, I have to keep. That's when we get into trouble. That's when we see the compassion fatigue, the burnout, the depression and beyond. Yeah. It's, you know, there's so much guilt wrapped up into that when we, you know, when we, when we sign up for more than we can truly handle, you know, then, then we're just putting on that self guilt unnecessarily really unnecessarily. You know, I think for me, I have, you know, I've very narrow focus and make sure that I'm doing these four things really well and not worried about, you know, like I don't do TNR. And I get, I get lots of people with questions about, I don't know, like, you know, that's not really in my litter box. That, that's somebody yeah. else's specialty, not really, you know, what I do. So I think it's important too for people to, to really focus on what they can handle and be careful what you put on your plate because there's a, there's a lot of, lot of negative feelings that come along with not being able to do it all. That's just unnecessary. Yeah. You, this feeling of I'm not good enough. I haven't done enough. And it, that's, it's, it's too, it's too, we just have to stop. I feel like so many times and you've, I'm sure you've heard this. We say things to ourselves. We would never say to other people. Oh, of course. Of course, about that right. When you have start having those thoughts, would you say that to somebody else? Would you beat somebody else up like that? No way. No. Yeah. So you know the kindness and compassion that you extend to others. Please extend that to yourselves because the work that you're doing, I guarantee, is amazing. And if you need a break, that is okay. Yeah. True. So so yeah. so true. And we're, you know, that we're so lucky on our page that, you know, we have people that are in all different areas. Michelle is in, you know, rest in shelter and sanctuary. Sterling is in TNR. Julie is in fostering. Bob and Dana are also in TNR. I come in with a background of shelter, of um, behaviors, because there's behaviorists that are on the page too, mm-hmm. and nonprofit. So we've got the gamut covered. So, and then as well as all the other people that are on that page. And my, I asked my counselor to be on the page. So when I lost my Marlin, um, so this was personal loss, but at the same time dealing with running my nonprofit that was for pets with cancer. So experiencing a lot of loss and, uh, 
she was amazing. And she actually helped me when I lost my mom too. And she helped me when I had to make the difficult decision of we are talking about closing the Brody Fund, not because it wasn't a wonderful organization, but because we reached a point where I couldn't sustain it anymore. And my board, you know, we tried lots of other things and we just felt like we've done it. We did what we wanted to accomplish. We can move on and be very proud. But that was another, that's another loss, right? So the loss started piling on. And I was lucky that somebody at the veterinary hospital where both my cats had been treated for cancer They had somebody that was available for grief counseling who is also trained in compassion fatigue. And it was remarkable. So now she is on this page as well. I have to shout out to Alyssa who really got me through so much. And so she's now there, going to be there for other people. And I'm so grateful for that. That's Um, awesome. That's, that's good. It's a, it's a, it really is needed. You know, because the other thing is you you get all of us and we're experiencing these feelings and we put it out there on our personal Facebook pages and our personal social media and all of our friends who aren't in rescue just don't relate at all. Not at all. And, and you know, and that's embarrassing, right? Because they, there's sometimes some inappropriate comments people make. I know. That are, I, people, <laughs> like, often, people well-intended. That's why I say if, it, if you don't know what to say, you're better off just saying, I'm so sorry, and I'm here for you. Right. You know, you don't need to go much more beyond that. And uh, yeah, so people put it out on their personal pages and then people don't understand. Or like I said before, you might start talking to the people in your community, but they're experiencing the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's it's so needed, a, a safe place for, yeah. you know, people to go and, and express their, their feelings and their emotions and their struggles and their challenges and, and their rejoices. You know, it's, I've also oh, noticed on the page. Hear. Yeah. Share the good stuff because it's so important for people to know that there are triumphs. Yes. You know, when you worked so hard and you, there was a hoarding case or there was an area where there was a colony and none of them had been spayed or neutered yet. And you managed, you did it. You cleaned up that colony. You helped with that. Share your triumphs. Share them. You know, you were a foster and you took on some bottle babies and they were sick and they had upper respiratory issues and all the Giardia and all the things that you deal with. And now they're getting adopted. Share those triumphs so that those that are in it know that there is the other side to this. We need to hear those stories. So we really encourage that. Like I, I put a post up today that was basically, um, promote yourself, toot your own horn. You know, we need to be our own biggest cheerleaders. So here's your chance. And I said, I'm going to start and I'm going to say that here are the things about me that I know are really assets and strong and that get me through. So I want to hear what it is for you. Mm-hmm. And so now people are like getting out there and saying, because it's important. That's not, I don't care, brag, do this, do do some of this. We need that, you know, along with the post that our, uh, my counselor shared the post that had a heart system, just post a heart. And that's going to say where you are today. Am I feeling really good or am I down here? And I, I need a little help today. So, you know, both sides, 
Um, I will also say I talked to somebody today who shared that um, she's like, I I benefit from yoga and I am a yoga teacher. I'd like to maybe share a couple things here that might help people basic. I'm like, so we had a conversation. We talked for a half hour. And we're going to do a little bit. She's going to share some basics of some stretching. So maybe on someday somebody's going to pop on the page and just see some neck rolls and some basic stuff that anybody can do. We're going to start having some Zoom class opportunities where we'll be able to have people sign up and you can have your camera on or off, you know, just be there and we're going to offer some coaching. So we're going to go beyond just what's happening on the page. We just need to get some time to see, you know, okay, we've got all this handled. Now we're going to, here's the next level and then we'll add more and then there's the next level. You know, there are there's so much potential for this page, but we want to make sure that we have a solid foundation before we start taking it to these next yeah. levels. And I'm surprised there's only 300. It feels like there's a lot more than that. And and I haven't even shared it yet. I'm guilty. I'll I'll definitely share it. Obviously, with this podcast episode, yeah, it'll be shared yeah. you know, globally. And, and then uh, and I'll also share the link on, on my page because I have easily twice yeah. that number of it's rescue good. contacts. It is good. We we need nice organic growth because we only have a certain number of admins and counselors. So to have it grow organically gives us the time to make sure we have enough admins. We have enough counselors. You know, we never want the page to seem out of reach. You know, we always want to make sure this is the really unique, wonderful thing about the people that are on the page. We have trappers that are up all night, right? And they have right. time. They can be checking when I'm a, I'm asleep. You know, we have West Coasters and East Coasters. So we're on different time frames. So it was important that we had people at different hours. So we all have these different schedules, which is really working well for the page. Yeah, it's awesome. So any, anything else you want to say about the page before we wrap up? I just want to encourage people to share. Don't be afraid. If you're not ready, that's okay. Keep your eyes on the page, but don't be afraid to be vulnerable. We've got you. We've got counselors. We've got people with shared experiences. And then you have this whole community. Feel safe. Feel it's okay. Know that you're going to be understood. And please, if you are just on the page and watching and you're recognizing these signs, Go right to the top of the page to the hotlines. Do not hesitate to go and use those hotlines, please. Yeah. Are the hotlines manned by your admins or? Yeah, these are the suicide hotlines The you know, these are the real pros for when somebody is in crisis because we have counselors on the page. But if you're in crisis, you need to go directly to the, you know, that next level um, and we want to make sure everybody knows that that's available too, and not to be ashamed of that. You know, we need you here. You've all got something to bring to this amazing place that we call Earth. You know, you're all here for a reason. And so if you are feeling that in crisis, don't hesitate. There is no reason to. There's just literally no reason. And there are people on the page that have said, I have used these these hotlines before. Don't feel odd about it. That's what they're there for. You know, if you're not there, we've got the counselors, we've got you, but if you're there, don't just don't hesitate, please. Yeah. Good, good stuff. All right. And if you're listening, head over to Facebook and look up rescuing the rescuer and you'll see what we're talking about. If you haven't already, 
And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and uh, and sharing this important needed group with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to this podcast until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 